Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. This is Chatting with Nan. Yes, this is Nan Regina's Nazi-Jean. Today, we have the honor of having singer, songwriter, and educator, Jay Monte. Singer, songwriter, and educator, Jay Monte, is a Charleston, South Carolina native. Since moving to Nashville to chase her dreams in 2016, she has written songs and sang background vocals for several artists. Outside of being an artist, Jay Monte is also affectionately known in the music education world as the passionate Black educator. Under this brand, Jay works with music educators across the globe to ensure they're implementing anti-racist practices and creating an environment that promotes solidarity. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm doing awesomely well. How are you? I'm I'm still alive in a pandemic. Been kind of crazy. It truly has been. And if you're alive in a pandemic, that is a huge deal and a blessing. So I'm happy you're here. It's been crazy. Every day they're coming up with something new. And uh, now they're talking about a new variant. I'm so over this stuff. Um, So hopefully one day we'll get back to some kind of reality. So how how were you faring during, during this whole pandemic? And did you live stream at all? Um, during this pandemic, truthfully, I've been able to sit down, at least during the first half, um, Mm. and just reevaluate a lot. So although it's been like super tragic and yes, I really do want things to go back to normal. I do think that the first half of the pandemic, when we were on lockdown, it really gave people a chance to like reevaluate their work life balance. Um, mm-hmm. get a lot more self-caring in. But the second half, it's, I, I'm with you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, everything <laughs> is wide open. Uh, and I'm just like, okay, uh, what are we going to do? But as far as, like, any live streaming, um, truthfully, during the pandemic, that's when I was able to start my other brand, uh, Passionate Black Educator, and okay. just really dig in, into, like, my music and just really go for what I've been wanting to go for for so long. Right. I like that. Um, so I'm going to piggyback off of something that you said, cause that's my next question. Um, you know, during the pandemic, obviously we had a year and a half off and some of us still have some time off. Um, I worked from home for that first year. Um, you know, it gave a lot of, Time, a lot of time for people to take the time to uh, think about what it, what they want to do with their lives. I mean, I recently read an article where they said that a lot of people quit their jobs because they were like, no, I want to do something that makes me happy. I knew that life was short, and now I know that life is even shorter. So I have to be 
having all the things that I want to do. You know, so I have colleagues, friends that said, you know what, I'm taking a step back from work. I'm not doing this um, anymore because I need to be with my family. They realized that they weren't um, spending enough time with family, so they're cutting back their hours, you know. That we weren't in the streets. The animals and the mother nature was like, oh my God, we can breathe. These people are not here cluttering up space, giving us smog. So, you know, climate change and all that stuff uh, allowed people to breathe. Um, with artists, it, it gave us a time to really self evaluate and decide what we really wanted to try to do with our lives, um, whether with our music, whether it's rebranding. I know somebody that rebranded their whole catalog they were like they took their music down and said nope I want to do something else with my music maybe a different genre um some people wanted to be uh, more of an effective player with their music they wanted to make a difference um did you now I know you started your your educator thing but did you think also about how the education and your music will impact the world um did you think about rebranding did you think about um how you want to be as an effective player in the music industry? Um, truthfully, I think the pandemic was around the time where I stopped playing around with my gifts and I just went for it. Mm. Because if I'm, be- if I'm being honest, like, I am not like other artists where they've been just putting out music, rebranding. Y'all are looking at like the beginning stages Mm -hmm. of my work. And um, I know over the summer, like right around or right after the pandemic started, um, I ended up in Charleston with my mom for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And she was actually like, she writes music. She's a singer and all this great stuff. And I just so happened to be there for a rehearsal, and lo and behold, I ended up being a part of the project. So I'm mm. at the time and still am working on a, a project with my mom and a couple of other singers. It's going to be major. But in the midst of working on the project, my mom asked, so what about your music? Like, you've been sitting on this song for so long, and like, just based off of what you've done with my project, I know you have it. So right. I think the pandemic just really pushed me to a point where it's like, stop playing around, around with my gifts and just go for it. Like, you have what it takes to be in this music industry. You have an ear for good music. You know how to write good music. Just do it. Like, stop making up excuses. Stop putting your pot on the back burner. Like, it's time for you to cook. So that's what the pandemic did. Um, yeah. And, you know, what I found with a lot of artists, we all, like, we procrastinate. We know what we want to do, and we have it there, and we'll keep, we'll keep looking at it until something pushes us <laughs> to do it. Um, I know that, ooh, I had so many projects during the pandemic, and um, it was just like, uh, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And, and a year later is when I got to it. I was just like, I, I was so unmotivated. I mean, there were a lot of songs I needed to write. I was just like, nothing was coming through my head. And I also did get COVID, so I got sick and all kinds of things. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, when you get COVID, you feel so empty. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't until a year later, I was just like, okay, no, you got to get do this thing. And now I'm releasing like seven singles. But um, I get it. 
I get it. There's just a moment where you're just like, yep, I got to do it. I got to get off my butt. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my thing because this is what I'm meant to do. Um, what was it about the music industry that made you want to get into the music industry? Was it something that you saw, you heard? I know you said your, your mom is also a, an artist as well. Um, what was it that gave you like, whoa, I need to do this? Um, so I've, I've always written songs, always. And I've mm-hmm. always performed uh, for myself, my songs in the mirror. Right. Um, and truthfully, just finally believing in myself. Like, it's always been something, like, I've always looked at performances, whether it's live or on TV, and said, you know, I can do that. Or I can right. write songs just as good as that one. And it, it just came to a point where I was just like, I believe in myself, but I think I got that extra nudge, especially with my um, new single, I'm Broke, mm-hmm. when, like, I let at least five people listen to it, and I got the same review, like, what are you waiting for to put this out? Um, mm-hmm. So it was nothing about, like, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's like, I know I can do that for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was just a matter of believing in myself, even if there aren't a whole lot of applause around me yet, just right. putting myself out there. Um, how would you describe your music? Um, the music that I create, I don't, like, in anything I do, truthfully, and I've gotten, <laughs> I've done this more tactfully over time, like, I don't like to mince my words. Right. I like my music to be very relatable and I try mm. to make it plain so I'm not like one of those uh super heavy metaphoric mm. uh mm. let's get really deep like no I like to make it plain like um what was one of the lyrics in the song it was both my credit cards declined I really want to pay my tithes, but this 10% going to have to go to bills and some talk ramen. Like, if you go to church and <laughs> you tithe or you know, like, hey, the collection plate is coming around and you really want to put something in there, but it's like you're having that debate between do I put something in here out of faith or do I save this money and use it towards my bills or ramen noodles to get through the next week? Like, right. those are real-life situations. So I like to make them as relatable as possible. Um, my music that is um, so I typically just go straight for the gut and yeah that that's my songwriting flow but as far as like my overall sound my sound encompasses a lot of things like you could say it's definitely like R&B pop mm-hmm. but I was ra- I was raised in the church um, where I really couldn't like listen to a whole lot of different music outside of like, hey, here's gospel music, here's the music that would play at my mom's shop, which would be like oldies music, and every once in a while, my parents were like, let us listen to bubblegum pop. But after a while, like, I started to rebel, so I started being drawn into hip-hop and more R&B, and I've been out of school of the arts from like 4th through 12th grade, so I was in the choir. I sung choral music. I'm classically trained. Like, my my ear is all over the place, and you will see that 
in my music. Like, even in this single, you hear all different types of pieces of right. genres. You hear hip-hop, you hear R&B, you hear, you hear classical music, you hear it all. So that that's me in a nutshell, artsy, all over the place. I don't mince my words, and that shows up in my music. What do you think, how does your... What sets your music apart? What is unique or at least uncommon? What's uncommon about it? Mm-hmm. Or makes it unique or very different than what we hear in the rest of the world? I, I think one of the things that makes it unique is that I, there are a lot of artists who... And there's nothing wrong with it. They're very metaphoric, and there's, like, a deep meaning behind songs and whatnot. There are artists who talk about their aspirations and uh, living rich, being comfortable and whatnot. Me, on the other hand, I have no problem with putting all of my flaws out there just so that my audience can feel that, hey, I am relatable and right. I'm just like you. I just I just have a mic in front of me. So like even with I'm broke, that came from like it's a catchy, it's a fun tune. But if you really listen to those words, like mm-hmm. it it came from a real place. Like I literally, when I wrote the song, had a dollar and fifteen cents to my name. Mm. I have no problem with putting stuff like that out there in front of the world. And I think that type of music and the reason what that makes me unique is that more people can relate to a real struggle than just a dream. So that, I think that kind of sets me apart from a lot of people. Um, How important is it for you to be an authentic artist? You know, like you're talking right now about, you know, you're just, you're just very real. You're talking about the things that you're actually going through. Some people tend to hide behind their music. I'm like you. I, I, I reveal everything. I don't have anything to hide. So how important is it for you to be an authentic artist? It's super important for me to be an authentic artist because one thing I can't do is just straddle that line. I, I just don't like to have to keep up with the images that I've portrayed with people. If I'm authentic in my music, if I'm authentic in real life, I can walk through life being my authentic self without having to remember the images that I created of people so that I have to live up to that expectation. Mm -hmm. I I just try to keep it authentic as much as possible. Um, Who are your main musical influences? Ah. My main musical influences, I would say um, I, I my favorite genre of music is jazz. So I definitely love Ella Fitzgerald, um, Amy Winehouse. Mm. I really, like, if we're talking about authentic, like, she put herself on the line. Like, yep. even in interviews, she would talk about, like, how if the music, if she can't relate to the music, she does not want to sing it. Mm. So I, I really admire her for that. Um, and this name has come up a lot. It's, it's been in conversations a lot recently, but Chrisette Michelle, she's definitely one of my heavy influences. 
and there's been this like big debate like should we uncancel her when first and foremost I never canceled her I love her I love her music um it got me through college it helped me find my sound and it just that she's just an overall amazing person and then last but not least uh, Robert Glasper, mm. uh, my, bi- biolog- mm. my biological father, he gave me uh, Black Radio Volume 1. It was the first CD that he ever gave me. I didn't know he was my biological father until I was like 22. Okay. And he gave me that album, and it was like my two worlds collide. It was like the perfect fusion of jazz and hip-hop all in one album. <laughs> it's like your two favorite things on a plate of food touching. It, right. it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So those are my top influences in music. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. No, that's fantastic. Um, music is it's so interesting. There's many dynamics of music. Music has the power to heal. It has the power to move mountains. It has the power to do so many positive things. I always tell people this is the one place where um, we all can get along because, you know, we're just listening to something that we all love. And as artists, we just, I think we, we have this gift to do many things with music. Um, so kudos to you for being authentic and bring, bringing your real self uh, to the music industry. If you could perform with an artist that's dead and alive, who would it be? I could perform with an artist dead and alive, who would it be? Uh, right off the bat, I would say Robert Glasper, because like, his work with all artist, any artist that he touches turns to gold. Okay. Um, and I, I just feel like we would make magic. Absolutely. Um, another artist that I'd be, or another two artists, I would like to get on a song with both of these women. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Name and Tank from Tank and the Bangers. Mm. Those two ladies are, for, oh my gosh, I could just imagine them on a song now and I just want to be a part of it. <laughs> I just want to be a part of it. So I I think those three artists I I I would probably cry and retire happy if I can get those I collaborations. That. I love that. What is your writing process? And if you have writer's block, how do you deal with that? My writing process. Uh. Typically, I just walk around somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'll come up with the hook first. Usually, my hook is the first thing that comes up. So, like, with I'm Broke, as soon as I saw that I um had, like, a dollar and 15 cents to my name, I was at work at the time, right. and I just walked around, and I was like, I got to put something on paper. The first thing that came to me was I'm Broke. I got it. And I went from there. Um, And then I try to figure out what is the story I'm trying to tell? Mm. What is the story I'm trying to tell from that hook? And I just talked about everything that had been going on. And even if it wasn't something that directly happened to me, I was like, okay, what is a line that folks can relate to? Right. That's authentic. 
So I told the story about, I, I painted the picture of like, here are my financial struggles at this time. And then uh, the bridge came to me easy, uh, and it usually does come to me easy. It's either um, I'm just talking about how I want to resolve it, or it's it's some kind of musical idea. Um, but that dog on second verse, I don't know if any other singer songwriters <laughs> struggle with this, but that dog on second verse whooped yeah. my ass every time. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are you so difficult? Why can't I figure you out? But yeah, it all starts with me walking around, um, trying to figure out what's the hook. And then I paint the story. I usually go to the bridge. Then the second verse just sits there and thinks about what it needs to do until it comes to me. If I have writer's block, I usually do a lot of YouTubing mm. uh, to listen to some other artists, or I um, watch some YouTube in- interviews pertaining to, like, a certain situation to draw some inspiration, or I do a lot of, like, word association. Um, mm. So if I'm talking about I'm broke, what are some words that relate to being broke or my current situation? my current financial struggle. And then I just take it from there to see like, okay, out of these words, what am I trying to say in this verse or whatever I need to write? So that's, that's my writing process. Awesome. I, um, I usually just, just throw words on a, on a piece of paper or I throw old school, uh, or a computer and I'll see how I want to use certain words um, and how they flow. Um, and then there's moments where I'm like, oh, I want to do verse, verse, chorus, verse. And I'm like, why am I doing that? I mean, I could do the song any way that I want. The writer's block goes away when I decide, okay, I don't have to do this like everybody else. I mean, I tend to like, not to like to do things like everybody else. I want to do it my own way. Um, we are artists. We are allowed to create whatever, you know, any which way that we want. Um, do you plan on having music videos? I actually have a music video for I'm Broke. Okay. So, yeah, I, I definitely continue to – I definitely plan to continue on that path of create a single and make sure I have some kind of visual to go okay. with it just to paint the picture even further and cause a discussion. All righty. So, so going to play I'm Broke. Um, but before we do, we'll have a word from our sponsor. Hold on one second. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. Fumbling, trying to figure out how I'm gonna make these $15 last. That's all in my account. These luxuries I'm spoiled with. I may have to soil it. My hair, it looks a mess. Out here living check the check. Bought my credit card declined. I really wanna pay my 
sabotage That 10% gon' have to go to pills and some type problem That is right around the corner Those are knocking at your door The Sally Mae gon' have to wait, I know I'm late Look here, bitch, I'm broke, I ain't Keep on my life, see I'm a dreamer My son dreams too Then he wakes up and he wants his food I'm not asking for much But oh God, I need your touch I wanna see the world when I touch down My music playing My life, my son is he's finally back and saying And my prayers interrupted by the knocking at my door I love that. My God. Yeah. I can see why people are like, yeah, you got to put this out. Mm. I mean, lyrically, (laughs) it's an an amazing song. It's what I love about it because I'm all about the authentic self. It's very authentic. It's very real. You're just laying it all all on the line. You're just, this is how it is, you know, and I love the the part where you put God into it and he needs his touch and I'm your child and stuff like that because that's the truth. Um, yeah, phenomenal, fantastic. I have to put that on a playlist. I like it a lot. Ooh, ooh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'll put it on, you know, I think that we have a, I have a playlist for female empowerment songs, so I'll put it on that on Spotify. Um, what do you love about being an artist? Um, what I love about being an artist is that I feel that as an artist, I'm able to 
Mm. I'm able to be my authentic, uncensored self mm. without reserve. Uh, really? Because it's like, if or when I become an artist 24-7, of course, you'll have yours and whatnot. Cool. But for mm. the most part, you get to live in your truth. Whereas right now, I'm in a position where I'm an artist, but I also have to take consideration that I work a nine to five. Right, right. So it's like when I clock in, I still go and be in my authentic self. My kids, I I teach, they know that. Uh, But I also have to pull back the punches, recalculate how I'm going to say this to where I'm still being honest, but I'm being tactful with my words. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like as an artist, especially if you go in saying, like, hey, here's the image that I'm portraying because this is me and this is who I'm comfortable with, um, then you get to live in your truth. I would say probably, like, 23, 7, Mm. 23 hours of the day. So that's that's what I love about being an artist. Um. That's great. Because the authentic self is the beautiful self. Um, what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career in the music industry? Um, you know, I don't know if I'm that far along yet because by the grace of God, I've been placed uh, in the recording of this first single, I was placed with somebody who was willing to walk me through everything. Okay. Um, and he, uh, Nick Lozano, he was not only a, the producer of the project, he mentored me. Um, we worked out some of the kinks within my song to get some points across. Right. Um, and like just the process from mixing, mastering, uh, how should I go about playlisting and whatnot. I feel like throughout this journey thus far, and even with um, my publicity team, like they have been super amazing. Um, So I guess I I wouldn't say that it's like, hey, what's one mistake that you did that you'll never do again? And I I don't really have that story. And not to say that everything's perfect, but there's nothing noticeable. But I encourage people, first and foremost, uh, making the song is the easiest part. It really is. It's like promoting the single, getting out there, hustling, like, and even when you feel like you've reached your peak with the single, no, it could still go even further. Um, I I suggest people lean on a team Mm. um, because you can't do this all by yourself. Um, leaning on people, if you need to hire folks to get the job done correctly, especially, like, if you're not only an artist but you're juggling other projects or you're working a job that requires a lot of your attention, then get stack your money and get the proper people behind you to push your product because you're right. not going to be able to do press, branding, playlisting, um, interviews, you're not going to be able to do that and book that all by yourself. And even if you are able to do that with the team behind you, you are able to hit a wider. Right. So that's my biggest piece of advice. 
Um, what has been your biggest challenge as an artist? My biggest challenge as an artist has just been getting out of my own way. Mm. Like, it's, that's truly been my biggest challenge. Like, I've been singing songwriting for forever. I moved to Nashville in hopes of um, becoming a songwriter, like finally leaving, teaching for a little while to do songwriting, to sing, put my music out there. Um, As soon as I got to Nashville, um, my husband and I, uh, well, boyfriend at the time, like within a month we found out we were pregnant. Mm -hmm. So we looked at each other. We both had our dreams, both had each other, and we looked at one another and said, okay, what do we do? Do we go back to South Carolina or do we stay here in Nashville and really live out this thing? So we decided, you know, if we're going to set an example for our child, we got to stick this thing out because we can't just tell her when things get hard, you just run back to square one. So um, we decided to stay. We had a beautiful daughter. Um, he was in school for singing, or not singing songwriting. He was in school for uh, screenwriting and directing. And okay. I was doing my whole music thing in school as well. Um, and truthfully, singing songwriting got put on the back burner because I had um, my beautiful daughter. And eventually, I just got to a point where I was frustrated at being on my nine to five, not working on my dreams. Right. So I got in a position where. Um, I had a little more freedom to where I can work on that dream. And now the only thing that was kind of in my way was waiting for other people's approval to do what I need to do. Because right. the way I was going about it was, hey, I am, I, I really want to collab with you. Can I write a song with you or do a co-write or can I hop on a feature? These people don't know me. They don't know how capable of none of that. Like, why am I trying to, like, work on a project with X, Y, and Z? So I got to a point where I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I, I'm going to write my own songs. Um, I may offer a song to somebody, but if they don't want it, cool. I do it for my own. I do it by myself. I put myself out there, find the people I need to, like, get my music made. And... Mm-hmm. Truthfully, uh, it was one artist. He uh, just released a single uh, called Save Me. Um, the artist's name is Lawrence D. He was formerly known as Rogue. Okay. Um, and I was like, okay, he's young. He's hungry. He's probably looking for his next single. I had a song that I wrote years ago I think would be great for his voice. Mm-hmm. He gave me the time of day, and he loved the song. So we went to uh, iron out some of the in the song and we went to Nick Lozano and he was producing it and in that same meeting I was like Nick I want to work on music with you as well like my own music and he was like cool so it was just a matter of me saying hey I have a product if you want it cool if not I'll take it on my own and just saying like you know I'm going to work on my own music too I just really had to get out of my own way and really stop relying on people to help make me successful or get my foot in the door where right. I just break the door down myself. So that, that's been my biggest challenge. Mm. Um, so how did this whole passionate black educator come about? 
All right. So, passionate black educator. <laughs> so, uh, it once again the pandemic, um, and we all know what. George Floyd. Uh, yeah. He was murdered. Uh, the world saw it, and like everyone was up in arms. And in the music education world, um, we have our own. Uh, we we have a lot of flaws. <laughs> and one of them has been that diversity in music is not promoted, um, and there's a lot of racism within it. Uh, one night I was up on Facebook, and I I saw two different timelines. I saw the timeline of black people that I was following who were, like, stressed out. They were hurt. They were angry. They were tired. And then I saw the timeline of some white people that I know and love, but they were just carrying on. Like, it was just, everything was normal. Like, nothing happened. And that truly, like, got me thinking about everything in music education that I absolutely just wanted to see change. Right. So, in the world of music education, I wrote a letter called With Love, a Letters to My Dear White Colleagues, and mm. it broke down my frustrations with composers and arrangers, basically saying, like, I hate the fact that you all take black music and you try to arrange it and it does not sound authentic, even when you go on, like, distribution website and they're trying to promote the song that they've written for choirs, you can mm-hmm. tell that people who are not of black culture, white people are singing the songs and they do not sound authentic. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then in my uh, second letter or second part of this long uh, post was to kindergarten to 12th grade educators. And I was talking about how, like, you don't promote diversity in your choirs and you, like, stifle the growth of black musicians because you do X, Y, and Z. And then I talked in my last part of the letter about how, um, like, on the collegiate level, this process starts with you because ultimately you're responsible for training up these music educators. And a lot of the time, a lot of music educators do want to sing cultural music. They do want to sing black music, but they want to sing it correctly because they have not been taught these things in school. They just avoid it as opposed to trying to go back and learn about it. So that letter went music education world viral. And I did not expect it to do that. Like within the first day, it was like over 300 shares, over – a thousand likes, like it went music education world viral. Um, And from there, I started getting asked to do interviews, to do podcasts, um, to speak on panels. And this whole time, like I never knew or I didn't realize that my entire music education career had like prepared me for that because I had always chosen to work with predominantly black and brown schools. Black and brown populations. That's just always been my thing. And just seeing uh, how my kids were treated outside of my choir, seeing how the education system as a whole 
is set up to work against them. Like that, between that and the letter and just like the interviews that I started receiving, uh, the writing deals that I've received, that led to me becoming the passionate black educator. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, fantastic. I think that's awesome. So what's up next for you? Can you hear me? I think I lost you. Can you hear me? Hmm. Jay? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? I lost you for a few minutes there. Can you hear me now? Hello. Can you hear me, Jay? I don't hear you anymore. Let's see if I can call you on my phone here. Hi, Jay. I cannot hear Jay. Jay, can you hear me? This is bizarre. I can hear you breathing, but I can't hear you say anything. Um. Hello. Hi, Jay, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Jay? This is bizarre. This is bizarre. So this has never happened on Chatting with Matt or Blog Talk Radio. It must be something. I can hear her. She can't hear me, which is weird. Um, so let me try to call her on her phone. I'll leave her a message and see how that works. Jay, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you breathing, but I can't hear, um, well, that's odd. That's odd on Blackhawk Radio, too early in the morning and it's going to voicemail. Well, isn't it? See, this is life. This happens. This kind of stuff happens. Hi, Jay. This is Natalie. Um, I don't know what's happening because I can hear you. I can hear you breathing at least, and I hear you say hello, but I I don't know if you can hear me. Um, so, but I want to thank you for being on Chatting with Nat. It's been awesome learning more about you. I will I will add your song to the Spotify playlist. Uh, thank you so much. I've learned a lot. Um, your song, I'm Broke, is amazing. You're an amazing uh, artist. And we will continue to follow you all the way through. Um, it's just weird that this happened today. So sorry about that. Um, we'll definitely need to get you on an IG Live so we can talk more. Thanks again. Okay, so everybody, I just left her a voicemail message, um, and you heard it here. Uh, that was singer-songwriter and educator Jay Monte. Don't know what happened on the Blog Talk Radio. Might have to contact them to find out what happened, but you heard it here. You heard an amazing, amazing artist. I would put that song on your playlist on Spotify. It's just amazing, 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 amazing. Follow her. 
you know, just Google her. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Jay Music. Uh, until next time on Chatting with Nat, that was singer-songwriter and educator Jay Monte. You want to be on the show? Just contact me. This doesn't normally happen. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Jay? Jay? I'm here. Hi. So, yeah, I was just... So I finished out the show and was just like, it was weird because I could hear you breathing and you were saying hello, 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 and then I couldn't. I mean, I guess you couldn't hear me. Um, weird, but that's like that yeah. kind of. Um. So the question I had was, what's up next for you? What's up next for me? Uh, I definitely want to do another recording of I'm Broke, another version of it. Mm. Uh, possibly get like a live video recording or something okay. and definitely start pushing other singles out there to create an album. So that that's, what next, that's what's next for me. What is a quote or message you like to use to push yourself throughout the day, the year, the month? What is something? Uh, it's something that I say to anybody that I encounter, especially first thing in the morning. Um, and I actually stole this from somebody. I hope she don't mind that I borrowed it. <laughs> but I say create a great day. Mm. Um, I don't say have a good day. I say create one. Because ultimately your day is whatever you decide to create it. So that helps me to focus on the positive focus on what I'm doing great and focus on taking lessons instead of just losses. Mm. Create a great day. Amen to that. I like that. Well, Jay, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I've learned a lot. I think you're an amazing and awe-inspiring artist. I think everybody should listen to I'm Broke. I'm putting it on the, on our uh, playlist, our Spotify playlist. It's an amazing song. It's very authentic and very real. Um, everybody should follow you. They should Google you. They should do whatever, but they should definitely find you. I can't wait to see what's up next for you um, on your journey. Um, we will continuously support you in any way that we can, and thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. I hope you have a wonderful day. This was Singer Songwriter and Monte on chatting with Nat. You gotta find her. She's amazing. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.
Love your mom.